Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. All right, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today. Here on a Monday, a very snowy Monday up here in New York on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It is great to have you in. Uh, We are officially, what, six days now? It's Monday, so... Uh, yeah, so six days away from the Super Bowl should be a good football game. Like I said before last week, I have no interest in watching it. I listen. Uh, I've told you. I told you on Friday when when Matt was here. Also, uh, I have absolutely zero interest in watching the Super Bowl, and if I didn't have to, I would not. But because I've been informed by plenty of people that have multiple different influences in my life. They said, oh, but Mike, you can't say that because it's your job. Okay, fine. I won't say that it's my job. I will reluctantly watch the damn Super Bowl. Does that make anybody feel better? I'm going to reluctantly watch the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to give you my takes on it the following week, so I'll be able to talk about it and all this stuff. But, but I want to make this clear. I want to make it clear. I still have zero interest in watching the Super Bowl. I am doing it because I am obligated to do so. That is literally it. Okay? That's it. Obligated to do so. I have no interest in watching it whatsoever. So, uh, before we start today, I do want to remind you, Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. Uh, As you've heard me say a bunch of times, you go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Okay. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll, it'll, you'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. They're not all legal everywhere. So it's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of that stuff. You've heard of them. Pick among those gaming sites. You sign up. Then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. Okay, let me repeat that. A hundred bucks to a thousand bucks and an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okie dokie. Um, so let's begin today with this. We have plenty of stuff to hit on today. Um, it was a big trade in the NFL. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on this in about 15 minutes. Uh, Matt Stafford getting traded to the LA Rams for a slew, an absolute. Jared Goff goes to Detroit along with two first round picks and a third round pick. Uh, all for Matt Stafford. So the Rams are going all in on this. This is a gamble. Uh, so we'll touch on that in about 15 minutes. We'll talk about what that does to uh, Deshaun Watson's value in about a half an hour. The, plenty of stuff to cover today. Uh, I do want to begin with this. Um, so the Super Bowl, despite the fact that I don't have much interest in it, uh, does hold at least some sort of significance for... Patrick Mahomes, right? I, the Brady stuff doesn't interest me. The, 
the opponent, I, I, people are making a big deal, and, and we're going to touch on this a little bit too. You know, people are making a big deal about, oh, it's Brady versus Mahomes, and they're salivating at the opportunity to watch a game that could potentially be the the old goat versus the new goat because we all like to you know crown the new hottest thing as the goat, right? It was only a couple of weeks ago when ESPN was saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't even the best young quarterback in the AFC. Do we remember that? He was the second best. People were giving Josh Allen the edge as the better young quarterback over Patrick Mahomes when they were talking about the AFC championship game. And we all remember how ridiculous that was. Okay, so we definitely have this thing where we crown achievements onto people that have not necessarily earned them yet. Okay, Mahomes is a superstar quarterback, and we all know that. And I've said on numerous occasions that it will not take that much more for Patrick Mahomes to be in the conversation as one of the better quarterbacks to play. It will also not take much more for him to fulfill his new $500 million contract. Right. If you remember me saying this a while ago, when Patrick Mahomes signed the extension, it was a 12 year, $503 million extension, something ridiculous like that. I said, look, Patrick Mahomes already has one Super Bowl. There are 12 other quarterbacks in NFL history that have won more than one. So you could take that, right? So Brady has the most with six, potentially seven if he wins this one. You got Montana and uh, Terry Bradshaw with four. Troy Aikman has three. Everybody else on this list has two. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Big Ben, John Elway, Bart Starr, Roger Staubach, Bob Greasy and Jim Plunkett, they all have two. And that's it. Everybody else has only won one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has one. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson and got like all these guys only have one. Anybody else that you can ever think of that's ever played quarterback, that's played in a, that's won a Super Bowl before, they only have one. That's it. Brett Favre has one. It, one. Um, so Patrick Mahomes will only have to win one more to become that part of that prestigious group. I think that makes him automatically worth his contract without a doubt. So that is part of it. That's part of the reason why this matters a lot for Patrick Mahomes is because, and, and we could already say this, Aaron Rodgers only made it to one Super Bowl, and the guy that he gets compared to the most is Aaron Rodgers, right? Patrick Mahomes already has him beat in Super Bowl appearances. As crazy as that sounds. That so the super talented guy, he's already got him beat. But as far as Super Bowls are concerned, yes, that is the important part for me for Patrick Mahomes. Now, Tony Romo, who will always hold a near and dear special place in my heart as a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, I think he got a lot more of a bad rap as a player than I really think he deserved. Okay, I think he was way better at coming back in games than he was. Uh, than he was at falling behind in games and uh, choking, I will say. Um, but Tony Romo said, this will be the most important game that Patrick Mahomes will ever play in his whole career. He will never play a more important game than this Super Bowl against Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. He will never play a more important Super Bowl. He said, this is LeBron versus Jordan, right? This is the, this is the, 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 the old versus the new. This is, and like I said, people are going to rot this next week. Just watch. We saw it last week. This next week, we're going to see it all again. I guarantee you on sports television, on First take and undisputed and cowherd show and sports center and look, any show you want to name, they're all gonna bring up the the excitement of oh, it's it's the old goat versus uh the old goat Brady versus the new goat Mahomes. It's it, and that's gonna be the exciting part. That's what people are telling you. Um here's the thing. I don't really view it that way. I don't view 
This is the most important game of Patrick Mahomes' career. Because if we really do have as much faith as we do in saying he is potentially going to be the GOAT, then doesn't he have to win as many rings as Brady? Right? Tony Romo also said that if Patrick Mahomes loses this Super Bowl, the conversation's over. Patrick Mahomes will never, ever, at any point in his career, the guy can win 10 Super Bowls, doesn't matter. He will never eclipse Tom Brady. Tom Brady will always be better than him because Tom Brady beat him in the Super Bowl. I think that is Looney Tunes. That's, that is straight out of the institution. That's crazy. Okay, let's just, let's just be honest. All right, Tom Brady never got a chance to play Joe Montana in the Super Bowl. Okay, Tom Brady never got a chance to play Terry Bradshaw in the Super Bowl. He never got a chance to play any of those guys. Okay, historically, and I get that this is a head-to-head matchup between Brady and Mahomes, but let's be completely honest about this. If we are going to talk about that as the parameter, that is the per- you have to beat your successor in a big game in order to eclipse them, then the oldest players will always be the greatest ones. They will always be the greatest ones because whether you get the opportunity to do it or not, that is irrelevant to me. Because the precedent that you're setting is that in order for Patrick Mahomes to beat Tom Brady, for him to eclipse Tom Brady as an all-time great, you got to beat him. I think that's stupid. Now, I don't always think that that's stupid. I think that in singular sports, it's a little bit more relevant, right? In order for, listen, let's just say this, in order for Rory McIlroy to become the best golfer in the world, it would become relevant for me, or it would have to become relevant for me if he beats Tiger Woods. Same thing. If Jordan Spieth wanted to beat Roy, uh, wanted to eclipse Rory McIlroy or eclipse Tiger Woods, he'd have to beat them in a tournament. Same thing with a boxer, right? Same thing with everything else. Tyson Fury had to overcome Deontay Wilder. Okay, these are the kind of things that you got to see here. I think in more singular sports, I think it makes more sense that way. In tennis, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal. You know, Novak Djokovic, they they all got to beat each other. That makes sense to me. Football is not a singular sport. It isn't just about your quarterback. Now, both of these teams are great. They both have great offensive power. I think Tampa Bay's defense is a little bit better. But don't you think it is ludicrous? I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFL for how long? Two minutes? He's been in the NFL. This is his fourth year in the NFL. The fact that we're even talking about him in the GOAT conversation is ridiculous. <laughs> it's rid- and now we're saying that if he doesn't beat Brady in his fourth year in the NFL in his second straight Super Bowl, that'll never be that'll never eclipse him. How crazy is that? I'm serious. You're saying to me, Tony Romo is saying to me that if Patrick Mahomes doesn't beat Tom Brady, he'll never be better than him. What if Patrick see? Look, LeBron James never beat Michael Jordan in the finals. He never got a chance to. Does that mean LeBron is never going to be better than him? No. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, if Patrick Mahomes starts the next big dynasty, the next, you know, the next New England Patriots, and he goes to 12 Super Bowls or whatever, he wins seven Super Bowls. Don't we at least have an argument? Don't we at least have an argument? Okay, people are talking about if Mahomes beats Brady, if if it's the other way around, not if Brady beats Mahomes, Mahomes beats Brady. He's in the GOAT conversation. What? What? I mean, you got to be kidding. Two straight Super Bowls, and 
really fancy throws does not mean that you're the GOAT. Okay? In four years. Have we ever? Here's a good question for you. Have we ever overreacted to a player more than we have to Patrick Mahomes? And I'm not telling you that he isn't great. But we're we're putting him in the GOAT conversation in his fourth year. The guy has won one Super Bowl. This is his second Super Bowl appearance. Okay? I mean, that's that's crazy talk. He hasn't broken any records. He hasn't he's had a bunch he's had a few really good seasons. He's had three really good seasons in a row. Okay, he threw 50 touchdowns, and the next year that was cut in half. And then this year he threw 38, and that's all fine and good. But can we please, man? That's this is not the most important game of Patrick Mahomes' career. Okay, look, yesterday I went shopping for a new car. And I just had a conversation with my dad about an hour ago saying, I'm like, dad, look, I'm between two cars, right? I finally made a decision on a car and I was between two of them. Okay. One of them was really reliable. And one of them was really, really, really sexy. And maybe to my own mistake, I took the sexy car. Of course I did. I'm a guy blame, you know, sue me, but I said, Dad, look, I'm really having a tough choice, man. I'm really having a tough time because, like, look, I, I know I probably should get this one, but but God almighty, I really want this sexy look, and I really want it. It's a really tough decision, and I don't think in my life I've been very fortunate. I don't think in my life I've ever had a harder time making a choice. You know, I've had I've had certain instances. This isn't my largest problem, but... When the choice was completely up to me for a long-term thing, I don't think I've ever made a harder choice in my life. I don't think I have. I'm a young guy, right? Life hasn't crapped on me yet. (laughs) Well, at least not to the extent of some other people, which I do understand also. But he said, look, Mike, this is not, this isn't the, you know, the, the, the hardest decision you'll ever make in your life. You know, it's, it's a, it's a tough decision, but it's not the hardest decision that you'll ever have to make because life is good. Life is a journey. It's a road. Okay. There's never a destination. Okay. You're, you're going to have to like, you never get there. (laughs) You know, you never get life. Doesn't get easier. It's just, it throws different challenges at you. Right. You think that once Patrick Mahomes eclipses Brady or once Patrick Mahomes beats Brady in the Super Bowl, you think it's just, it's a smooth road of lavender the rest of the way home. No! (laughs) What if this is the last Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes ever wins? Okay, he wins this one, he plays 17 more years, and he never goes back to a Super Bowl. We call him the GOAT then? That's what I mean, man. You got to have the long, sustainable success. I don't think you need me to tell you that. Or maybe you do need me to tell you that because there are so many people out there that are crowning Patrick Mahomes as one of the best quarterbacks ever. Look, I got news for you. He is immensely talented. But what we're doing with Patrick Mahomes is what we did to Aaron Rodgers. We saw Aaron Rodgers throw a football and say, whoa, man, I've never seen anybody throw a football like that. And look at where Aaron Rodgers' career went. Now, partly, partially to his fault and partially not, but keep this in mind too, right? The guy's been to one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFL for for what, 16 years? 16 years he's been in the NFL. He's, won, he's gone to one Super Bowl and won it. That's it. 16 years. So this is who some people say is the most talented quarterback they've ever seen in their whole life. He's been to one. Padre Mahomes already been to two, and that's great, and it's been it's been too straight for him. But please, what if okay he beats Brady? What if he beats Brady, and then he doesn't get back? What if Lamar Jackson finally gets him? 
Okay, what if Joe Burrow turns into everything we think he is? What if Justin Herbert turns into everything he thinks he is? What if what if Trevor Lawrence turns Jacksonville around and becomes an absolute powerhouse? Okay, the AFC is about to get a lot harder. The AFC is about to think about this. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, all the and that's just that's in the last two years so far. Okay. And there might be more than that. Because there might be another quarterback drafted this year in the AFC, and then you're talking about Baker Mayfield, you're talking about Lamar Jackson, you're talking about Josh Allen. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Are you telling, like, <laughs> the AFC is about to get ridiculous. I mean, and D- Deshaun Watson is still in the AFC. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. Seinfeld. <laughs> It's about to get a lot harder. You can't crown them now. <sighs> That's silly. Okay. Let's dive into this trade a little bit. Uh, so the details of the trade. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, <laughs> Matt Stafford is going to the LA Rams for Jared Goff, two first round picks and a third round pick. Um, and my first reaction to that is Jesus Christ. That's a lot to give up for Matt Stafford. <laughs> you know, what my reaction is now, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a lot to give up for Matt Stafford. <laughs> I mean, the ran- Sean McVay must think that Matt Stafford is Joe Montana. <laughs> I- I'm not even kidding. Okay. Now I'm going to give you the positive before I give you the negative. Um, this could work. And, you know, I don't know how close to a Super Bowl they now are. Um, but if you're talking about, is Matt Stafford an upgrade over Jared Goff? Probably. I'm not saying definitely. Probably he's an upgrade. Okay. I have a much higher opinion on Jared Goff than most people do. There are a lot of people that have completely written him off. Completely written him off. I respond to people that say, oh, Jared Goff sucks. I say, oh, well, I mean, you know, he did go to a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, and if it weren't for Tom Brady and the Patriot dynasty, he might be a Super Bowl champion and we might be having a different conversation. Right? I mean, it's the same thing with Carson Wentz, with the Eagles. Carson Wentz put the Eagles in a position to win the Super Bowl, and then he got hurt. Right? Carson Wentz put his put his team in a position. They were the best team in the NFL. Nick Foles took care of the rest of the games in the regular season and the playoffs for him, and that was a magical run. But Carson Wentz was the runaway MVP of that season. And I'm telling you right now, there are certain throws that Jared Goff makes that not very many other quarterbacks in the league can make. I will say this, however. Matt Stafford does have a special arm. Natural talent. Matt Stafford has a natural, has a a ridiculously good arm. Uh, He's accurate for the most part. He's got an absolute cannon. Uh, nobody, nobody is going to dispute that. Both of these guys obviously are number former number one overall picks. Um, so the positive is, and this is the thing that should get Rams fans excited. This, if, if there's ever two emotions to things, because I think there always is, right? If there's ever two emotions to things, the the positive side, the 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 thing that should make you excited is. Matt Stafford, that arm talent, and Sean McVay's offense. That is going to be cool. It is. That's going to be cool. You might see a different Matt Stafford in L.A. You might. Now, here's the way that I think this is going to go. Running away, I think the Detroit Lions won this trade. And I never thought that I would say those words ever because the Detroit Lions never win anything. They, they don't win a trade. They don't win games. They don't. They never win a higher. I mean, that press conference with Dan Campbell had half the country laughing. <laughs> the Lions. The Lions never win anything. They won this trade. <laughs> they 
fleeced the Rams. Fleeced them. Now, the reason I'm saying this, again, the reason I'm saying this is because Matt Stafford, as talented as he is, hasn't had a season where he's won more than 10 games since 2014. He went 11 and 5. That was his only Pro Bowl year. 11 and 5. That's Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford in his career. And I understand that the Lions are a dysfunctional organization. I understand that. But the line, Matt Stafford's career record is 74, 90, and 1. Okay, let's take the tie out. He's 74 and 90. He's got a losing record as a as a as a as a player, a full season's worth of losses, more than wins. He has had two seasons in his whole career where he's won 10 or more games. 2011, he went 10 and 6. 2014, he went 11 and 5. That's it. That's all he's got. Every other year, 2 and 8 as a rookie. 1 and 2 in the three games he played in 2010. 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 6 and 10, 3, 4 and 1 last year. And this year, he went 5 and 11. That's Matt Stafford. I'm not telling you he sucks, but do you really have any clue whether or not he can win games? I just want to point this out. If we looked on paper today, on paper, who had the better offensive personnel this year between Jared Goff and Matt Stafford? Okay, Jared Goff with the Rams this year had Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson running the football, and Malcolm Brown. Let me not forget about him. There was no true bell cow running back. Cam Akers kind of turned it on late in the year, but they never really had a true running game. The offensive line for the Rams is very average. Let's call the lines, the offensive lines for the Lions and the Rams a wash. Okay, wide receivers for the Rams. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Solid. And let's throw Tyler Higby in there as their tight end. Detroit this year. Let's take a look at this. The running game was Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift. I would take that over the Rams. Wide receivers. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. That doesn't suck either. Tight end. TJ Hawkinson. Top 10 pick. I would take him over Tyler Higby. Matt Stafford's weapons this year were better in Detroit. And again, coaching was a mess. Coaching for the Rams was not a mess. But Jared Goff's quarterback rating this year was 90. That's above average. Was 90. Matt Stafford's was 96.3. Better, but really not that much better. Okay? Matt Stafford this year... 64% completion percentage, 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 picks. Jared Goff this year, 67% completion percentage, 3,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 13 picks. Was Jared Goff really that awful? Let me tell you the the real reason why this trade went down. It was not because the Rams wanted an upgrade technically at quarterback. The reason was is because Sean McVay and Jared Goff didn't get along anymore. We saw all the reports. They 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 were fighting in the locker room. They were arguing over this. They were arguing over that. And eventually, it just you know what? Let's we, we got to move on. It's not because Jared Goff sucks. It's because Sean McVay and Jared Goff didn't really get along that much anymore. So, I do want you to understand this: the Rams are gambling so. Hard. So hard. You realize that? Two first round. The Rams have not made a first round. I want you to point. I want to keep. Want you to keep this in mind because they're not going to make a first round pick this year. They're not going to make a first round pick next year. They're not going to make a first round pick in 2023. The Rams have not made a first round pick since Jared Goff. 
2016. He was their last first overall pick. Or, I'm sorry, not even their last first overall pick. Their last first round pick. They just traded two more, a third, and their last first round pick for Stafford, a guy who's had two winning seasons. I like Matt Stafford. I do. And I would, if I were the Rams, if you wanted to trade for Matt Stafford, then fine. Trade for Matt Stafford. But Goff, two firsts and a third? That is nuts. That's nuts. I mean, Matt Stafford, keep this in mind. Matt Stafford, dysfunctional organization? Yes. Lack of weapons? Nope. Absolutely not. Before Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, okay, it was Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. That doesn't suck either. (laughs) Okay? That doesn't suck. Matt Stafford has all the talent in the world. And again, a, a reason to be excited is that potentially McVeigh could work wonders with Stafford in his offense. Because I think the arm on Matt Stafford is probably naturally a little bit better than Jared Goff. But you also have to evaluate yourself. I have the same philosophy in evaluating the number two overall pick in this year's draft with the New York Jets, right? They could take a quarterback at number two, but that would mean that they would be moving on from Sam Darnold. They have to evaluate how much better is the prospect that they would be taking in the draft than Sam Darnold? How much better? Is it even worth it? That's what I think the Rams lacked in this decision. How much better is Matt Stafford than Jared Goff, than Jared Goff in your mind? He's not two first-round picks himself and a third better than Jared Goff. He's dead. Look, you just sold your immediate future. If you don't win the Super Bowl in the next two years with Stafford, you got two more years left with Matt Stafford. By the way, this is another caveat of this. Matt Stafford even told you, I'm going to test free agency after my contract's up. You got two years worth of Matt Stafford. You traded Jared Goff, two first-round picks, and a third for two years worth of 33-year-old Matt Stafford. <laughs> I mean, but people are going to say, oh, but the golf contract was bad. Okay. The golf contract was bad. They paid him $33.5 million. I get that. But here's the thing. Trading two first-round picks for a guy who has two winning seasons who, by the way, is not cheap. Matt Stafford's still making good money. Matt Stafford still makes around $30 million. Now you just have another bad contract with a shorter window with no draft picks. Okay, so by the time Matt Stafford's contract is up with the Rams, by the time his contract is up, that's when you get a first-round pick again you do realize that the Rams are going to be picking a quarterback in 2024. They will. Matt Stafford will not end his career with the Rams. You think they'd be able to convince their fan base? Yeah, let's bring him back. After two seasons, maybe successful, maybe not. Okay, think about this for a minute. The NFC West as a division has Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Jimmy Garoppolo as the 49, as the 49ers quarterback as of now, right? Jared, I think we could probably we could safely say that with Jared Goff, the Rams had the third best quarterback in the division. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are better. I think with Matt Stafford at quarterback for the Rams, we can safely say the Rams still have the third best quarterback in their division. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are better. 
Is it really worth that? I don't think it is. Which leads me to this. But first, I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located at the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Sign up. Instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from 100 bucks to 1000 bucks. Let me repeat that. 100 bucks to 1000 bucks in an account deposit match or risk-free bet. Uh, it's that easy thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, so anyway, it leads me to this. Uh, how much is Deshaun Watson worth? How much is Deshaun Watson? Today, after the trade, how much is Deshaun Watson worth on the trade market? Now, if you believe, like, you know, I probably do too. Because I think that most NFL teams are stupid. Because they've inflated the quarterback market so high that it is impossible for anybody to stay good for a long time. It's impossible. Unless you have Mahomes or Wilson, where you can, your quarterback can single-handedly keep you at least relatively competitive. At least relatively competitive. Then you're 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 done. You're screwed. You're you're that's it. You're done. Because you can't afford to pay anybody else. We've had this discussion at nauseum. So this is the same deal. They've inflated the quarterback market so high that nobody can stay good for a long time. Nobody can stay good. So Deshaun Watson, despite the big contract, you the Rams just paid Jared Goff two first round picks and a third for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is not even close to the player Deshaun Watson is. Okay, Deshaun Watson is going to cost you your franchise. Okay, you trade all 53 players on your team and you get Deshaun Watson. I I I mean I I just I don't who's going to be able to afford him? Who is going to be able The Houston Texans are sitting in the office right now watching Matt Stafford go to the Rams for that price and absolutely jumping on tables. They are saying, "My god, if we wanted to trade Deshaun, we could get virtually anything we wanted. Anything. We could get a slew, at least three, four first-round picks, some starters. I mean, God. The, Deshaun Watson is going to get a haul for the Houston Texans. An absolute haul. If they decide to trade him, which I still think that they should. But this is exactly my point. This is exactly my point when I say, do not let other teams' mistakes dictate your mistakes or lead to your mistakes. Jimmy Garoppolo getting $27.5 million a year from the 49ers after he started seven games in his entire NFL career was a mistake. That wasn't a good deal. Okay, Jared Goff getting paid $33.5 million a year was a mistake. It was a mistake. Okay, these big contracts, like I said, their mistakes. The NFL made a huge mistake in inflating the quarterback market, both trade and in free agency through contracts and contract extensions. It is a huge no-no, huge mistake. Because now, again, what I'm warning people in the NFL to do what I am warning NFL teams, whether 
Any team that wants to trade for Deshaun Watson, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the Jets, whether it's anybody, doesn't matter. If you want to trade for Deshaun Watson, do not overpay for Deshaun Watson based on the Matthew Stafford deal. If you do that, you're dead. You're dead. If you're a fan of that franchise and you overpay for Deshaun Watson, if you are a fan of that franchise, you trade for Deshaun Watson and you overpaid for him, don't even bother listening to this show because I will do nothing but bash your franchise. Absolutely nothing. If you are a New York Jet fan and you give up five first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, don't watch my show because you will be miserable when I bury every inch of your franchise. You give up four or five first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, plus if you are a fan of that team, don't even bother tuning in because you are straight up effed. You're straight up effed. And I'm going to let you know it. Okay? I was wrong. I want to point this out. When the Rams traded a ton to the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey, I thought that was the dumbest trade ever. Because their roster was already top-heavy. They didn't have any money. They had to pay him to keep him around. Uh, they have to, to uh, extend him in order to make the trade worth it. I hated, hated that trade. And I bashed the Rams for it. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Because Rams are in the playoffs. And, you know, they they have a good coach. And their quarterback was good. Now they got a new quarterback. Maybe that'll turn out. Okay, uh, whatever. Whatever. This one I won't be wrong on. You are going to trade multiple first-round picks and multiple starters for Deshaun because the market is so inflated and because the Stafford trade really recalibrated the equilibrium of the trade market and all that stuff, right? That really jumbled it up. You're going to give up all that stuff for Deshaun Watson, who, despite how talented he is, how good he is, how young he is, is a $39 million a year quarterback. He is the second highest paid quarterback in the league next to Mahomes. And I got news for you. I know he's a top five quarterback. He ain't worth $39 million. You know why? Because nobody the F is. Nobody is. Nobody in the entire NFL, nobody in NFL history is worth 40-something million dollars, is worth $39 million. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady is not worth $39 million. You know how I know that? Because he took pay cuts his entire career. He took pay cuts in New England. He took $25 million a year in Tampa. Nobody is worth that money. Absolutely nobody. But the reason that Deshaun Watson is making that money is because NFL franchises, NFL owners, NFL GMs made the huge mistake of overpaying a quarterback. They made the huge mistake of saying, you're the next guy up, so you're going to be the next highest paid guy. It absolutely ruined the economy of the league. Ruined it. Because now, once your quarterback's up for contract, your Super Bowl window's closed. Sorry. Sorry. It's over for you. Unless you got the generational talent, it's over. Do you really think that I want the Cowboys to let go of Dak Prescott? No, of course I don't. But I want the Cowboys to let go of Dak Prescott if they want to, if they, if he wants $40 million. Of course I want him to get rid of, uh, want them to get rid of him. If Dak Prescott got paid what he's worth, if Dak Prescott got paid, what, 26, 27 million bucks, I'd pay that for Dak. That's fine. 27 million bucks for Dak Prescott, sign me up. I'm all in. That's crazy. $39 million for Deshaun Watson. And if you're going to trade for him, you got to pay even more because the Stafford trade, get out of here. Okay, I was almost certain Actually, I wasn't almost certain. I was certain, completely, 
that before the Stafford trade, Deshaun Watson was going to get traded. He wants nothing to do with the Texans franchise. Nothing. I'm not so sure that the Texans are going to be able to trade him anymore. And it's because they saw the Stafford trade and they're going to get greedy. They're going to say, dude, Deshaun is way better than that old fart Stafford. <laughs> we, we could get so much more. Two first-round picks. Deshaun Watson's at least twice as good at Stafford. That's four first-round picks and your starting quarterback. At least. At least. Okay. Nick Casario, the Texans GM, said he wants two first, two second, two defensive starters to start to get on the table. After the Stafford trade, it's going up. You you best believe it's going up. So that's exactly what I mean. Doesn't this suck? Doesn't this? I seriously, who can like? If you're listening to my show right now, honestly, tweet at me. Tell me why I'm crazy. Tweet a comment on Twitch. Have the conversation with me, and tell me. Are you actually happy with where the quarterback market's at right now? Are you happy with it? I'm not. It ruined the league. Your Super Bowl window is whether or not you hit on your rookie quarterback and he's good right out of the gate. That's it. That's your Super Bowl window. Because once you got to pay him, it's over. You do realize that even now, we don't even know if the Mahomes project is going to work. He's going to be making 45 to $50 million a year on an annual salary for the next 10 years. You don't think, okay, even this year, Patrick Mahomes' big money hasn't even kicked into his contract yet. He doesn't make big money until next year and the year after. What do you think happens to the Chiefs roster then? Even they're going to have to cut guys. They're not going to be able to keep everybody. I'm telling you right now, Kansas City's defense is going to be terrible once Mahomes' def- uh, Mahomes contract uh, kicks in. Mahomes' life is about to get a lot harder in the NFL for the next 15 years. It's going to get a lot harder. A quarterback's life gets harder when they get paid because their team isn't nearly as good. Listen, they get all the money in the world. They could they can buy the Rolls Royce. They can buy the mansion in Beverly Hills. But you know what they can't buy? A damn offensive lineman. They can't buy a damn run defense. Those are the things that build your long-time legacy. This hurts quarterbacks. doesn't help them. So, I think this is a perfect reflection. The quarterback market is unbelievably inflated. Unbelievably inflated. And with that, I will say this. I don't think that Deshaun Watson gets traded anymore. I don't think he gets traded. He should, but he won't. And that is going to lead to Deshaun Watson holding out. I think Deshaun Watson holds out. I think he shows up to practice to catch the to to collect those paychecks. He might play a couple of games over the course of the course of the year, so he gets to so the team has to pay his salary, at least to a certain extent. He wants nothing to do with the Texans. Absolutely nothing. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But who on God's green earth, and maybe I could be wrong, maybe there is a team that is stupid enough to do this. Who would trade four first round picks and a starter? At least a starter for a $39 million quarterback. Who would do that? If Joe Douglas did that with the Jets, he should be fired on the spot. As soon as he hangs up the phone, Joe, get out. Okay, Miami makes that call. They trade Tua and four first-round picks. Whoever the GM of the Giants is, get out. Get out. Idiot. I don't care how many assets you have. That price is inflated. The price is inflated. 
Okay. Uh, I want to touch on this for a couple of minutes before we go. Um, so there's a little rumor going around and, you know, I, I, I guess I get it. I guess I get it because health matters. Um, when you're talking about a quarterback, health matters. And the 49ers don't have that. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt way too much. <laughs> way, way, way too much. That's, again, why it was a mistake to pay him $27.5 million, uh, million a year. He isn't worth that. He isn't worth that. At most, he's worth like 21 or 22. That's it. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo in the last three seasons, he's played three games in 2018. In a full season in 2019, and he played six games this year. And his numbers are not bad, per se. He did go to the Super Bowl, but he's, you know, he's he's okay, and he gets hurt a lot. So I understand why the 49ers are looking at other places to go. I've heard that the name that is getting thrown around right now for the 49ers is Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings, he's been provided a lot of resources in the last three years. Okay. He's 25, 21, and one in Minnesota. Okay. At an eight, seven, and one year in his first year, he went 10 and five last year. And this year, he went seven and nine. He's got a completion, he's got a 69% completion percentage in Minnesota. He's thrown 91 touchdowns and 29 interceptions. That's his career in Minnesota, not in Washington. The six years in Washington don't count here. It's just the last three years in Minnesota, those are his numbers. But the most important part about Kirk Cousins is that he's healthy. He's healthy. He plays. He is always on the field. Everything I've heard about Kirk is he's a good leader. Uh, he's obviously a productive quarterback. There are a lot of people that don't love his natural talent. I don't love his natural talent either, but there is no ignoring the production. He's a good player. And San Francisco is saying, listen, with Kyle Shanahan and with you know uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, who was a breakout player, and Kittle, this offensive line, this pass rush, power running game. We could make Kirk Cousins work. We can. Now, again, I do want to remind you this. Uh, Kirk Cousins is also incredibly, uh, incredibly expensive. He's making 34 million bucks a year. 34 million bucks. So, yeah. You're moving off Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're Tacking on the 34. You'd have to find a way to trade Jimmy G or cut Jimmy G and not be responsible for his salary in order to afford Kirk Cousins, even kind of. And you also have to keep in mind how much better is Kirk Cousins than Jimmy G? Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl. Right? Jimmy G. The, the only issue you're having with him is that you don't have any idea if he's going to be healthy or not. That That's the only issue you got with Jimmy G. He's pretty accurate. He's kind of mobile, kind of not, you know, not incredibly. He, you can live. You can make him live with this offense. The 49ers were not that good this year because they were playing with a backup all year. The 49ers were three and three with Jimmy G this year. They probably weren't going to be 13 and three again, but they would have been way more competitive with Jimmy G than they would have been with Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. No question. He hasn't been bad for the 49ers. Just when is he ever on the field? When is he ever, ever, ever on the field? But his career record's good. He's 24 and 8 in his career. 24 and 8. He's had a really nice career so far. You think Kirk Cousins would go 24 and 8 in this offense? Maybe he would. But this is exactly, again, now that we're talking about trades, obviously the 49ers, they just saw their division rival get Matt Stafford. So they're panicking. 
They're just like, listen, we can't go to bat with Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins in this division. We're going to finish in last every single year with that way, uh, you know, going like that. So it's either Jimmy G's healthy or we're going to move on. Okay, there are people that are having San Francisco take quarterbacks in the draft and their mock drafts and stuff like that. I don't agree with that. If you're going to get a quarterback, you got to go get one in the open market. But, but you do not, like I said, overpay for Kirk Cousins. Do not give up two first-round picks in Jimmy G for Kirk Cousins. That's loonies. That's a loonies tune. You want to give up a first in Jimmy G? And maybe get Kirk in a later-round pick back? Fine. Two firsts in Jimmy G is ridiculous. Don't do it. I just want to squash that rumor real quick. I really do. Because that would be stupid. That's a stupid decision. Okay, franchises that make those decisions never win. Okay, and it'd be a shame because the San Francisco 49ers have a great coach. they got a great roster. They have a great GM. They've got everything right. They just have a quarterback that can't stay healthy. So if you're going to get Kirk Cousins, get Kirk Cousins. He Kirk Cousins could probably work wonders in this offense. He might be able to, right? He'd be no worse than Jimmy G. He'd be no worse than Jimmy G. Of course not. So trade something. That's fine. Trade. Swap Jimmy G for Kirk Cousins. Move Jimmy G to Minnesota. Right? Offset some of the money, maybe. Because if if Minnesota trades Kirk Cousins, you, you know that they're selling. You know that they're selling. Especially if they take on Jimmy G. They're taking on Jimmy G as a salary dump. They're not taking him on because they think he's the guy. No, it's stupid. They don't think he's the guy. They're just taking on his contract because they want to get rid of Kirk Cousins. So, could it work? Yeah. Just don't overpay. Don't sell your future. Okay, you could use those draft picks. San Francisco's good at drafting. Use them. Use those draft picks. Beef up this roster. Grab another corner. Grab another wide receiver. And go to work. Go to work. Because they have the roster to do it. And again, it's the same thing. Same concept with the NFC West applies than it does than it did with the Rams. You're in a division with Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. You know, like you got to have a quarterback that can compete with those guys. Jimmy G can't compete with those guys if he's not on the field. So, yes, I would entertain making the trade. Just don't give up too much. Um, okay. So, uh, I'm. you know what? Because Matt is going to be here on Friday, um, I'm going to make my official Super Bowl pick now. Um, we have how much time are we left? How much time we got left? Uh, roughly two minutes. All right, roughly two minutes we got left. So this is perfect. All right. So in the Super Bowl, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. First ever Super Bowl where a team has hosted it in their home stadium. The Chiefs right now are sitting at three and a half point favorites. In the game, Chiefs finished the season at 14 and two. The Buccaneers finished at 11 and five. Uh, it is Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. A lot of people are excited about it. I will watch it reluctantly. Uh, I am going to take Tampa Bay to win the game. Again, there will be home field advantage. And um, genuinely, this is how I feel about this. I'm, I can't not pick Tom Brady. As much as it's killing me, I can't not pick him. I told you that if Tampa Bay beat the Packers, which they did, they were going to win the Super Bowl, and they will. Um, I think Tampa Bay's defense is better. I think they're really well-equipped to handle Kansas City's offensive attack. Levante David and Devin White, I think, can handle Travis Kelsey. Um, I think Tyree Kill, listen, he could be cutting through that defense. But don't think that Tampa Bay is not going to try and shut him down. Todd Bowles is going to put together a game plan to try to shut down uh, Tyreek Hill. He, they're going to do everything they can to try to neutralize that speed. So uh, I think that's going to happen. I don't think Kansas City's defense 
is good enough to stop Tampa Bay's offensive weapons. Uh, again, they played earlier on in the year, and Kansas City got a win. Really hard to beat a good team twice. The Saints were able to do it. I don't think Kansas City will. I think Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. I think it'll be a close game. Give me Tampa Bay over Kansas City. I'll say 31-27 to 27 Buccaneers over the Chiefs. And with that, I bid you adieu. We'll see you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.